We've all heard the saying, learn to love the process. But why learn to love something? Why not create a process that is easy to love? Welcome to Peace with the Process, where I bring you professionals who specialize in the processes we incorporate to sustain consistent, healthy growth. I believe in learning from others' mistakes and successes. So I also bring on entrepreneurs who have been in the trenches and tell us how they got there and how they got out. I hope you find something in today's episode that you can apply to your own life and that you find your peace with the process along the way. Let's get started. Good morning. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Whatever time of day you just so happen to be listening to this podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Peace with the Process podcast. Today is episode number 28. How awesome is that? 28 episodes. You know, statistically, most podcasts don't make it past 12 episodes. I don't know why they don't make it past 12 episodes, but that is, from what I understand, the majority of podcasts don't make it past 12 episodes. Pretty much anybody can start a podcast, so that might have something to do with it. Uh, maybe the purpose behind it, maybe the reason, the drive, the consistent lack of, consistency or lack thereof, whatever it comes down to, I'm glad that I have made it over that hill. I've actually doubled what the... Uh, you know what the statistics say. So I'm very, very glad with that. And you know, I, I feel like I have a good, strong purpose behind this podcast, and that is pr- to provide you guys with all the tools and resources you need to continue your growth on a daily basis without sacrificing your uh, relationships, yourselves, or your health in the process. Uh, many of you know I've spent some time focusing on the four value areas, relationships, self-health, and wealth. The reason I don't include that your growth uh, should not sacrifice your wealth is because it does cost us some money uh, to continue our growth. So I am excited to be here with you all today, and I want to thank everyone who has taken time out of their day to leave a review for the show on whatever platform you listen it is extremely appreciated, especially when it's a review. The ratings, awesome, are appreciated. You know, those are fantastic. We have a 100% five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, and I could not be more blessed uh, to have that. Everyone who has rated the show and reviewed the show views this show as a five-star show. That is an honor, and I want to thank all of you for your support in that. And I, I, I'm really glad that we can offer something of value to you through the Peace with the Process podcast. I would like to read one of the reviews that was given by my good friend Robin Dreek, who was a guest on the show. Robin, I want to thank you so much for your uh, review that you left. Robin says, uh, both student and teacher. Blake combines all the elements you look for in not just a fantastic podcast, but a wise master practitioner as well. Combining his passion for knowledge with his commitment to share and educate, Blake delivers his poignant insights with a voice born for podcasts and radio. Tune in and leave better for having listened as Blake masterfully frames the content of all his guests for today's challenges. How awesomely worded robin thank you so much uh truly a uh, a master with words 
Uh, Robin, if for those of you who don't know, uh, Robin Dreek was on our podcast to talk about uh, people formula as a former FBI uh, agent, and he uh, had a lot of involvement in the behavioral analysis uh, of the FBI division and did a lot of uh, kind of what he calls hooky spooky spy stuff. I had the opportunity to take his flagship course, uh, which is his most intensive course that he has on gaining rapport, building rapport, and uh, building relationships, being a tool and a resource uh, for relationships to further build them. And his content is extremely amazing. So Robin, I'm plugging you because you were so grateful, uh, or I'm sorry, I'm because I'm so grateful uh, that you have taken time out of your day to, to give a review. Thank you so much for that. Uh, if you haven't already checked out the episode with Robin Dreek, do so. And in that episode, there is a discount code to get, oh, I think it was 30% off. I believe so. I believe it's 30% off of any course that you want to take. So do that. Again, I'm plugging you, Robin. I appreciate your kind words and your well-thought-out review for the podcast. All right, guys, let's go ahead and get into today's episode, which is the Process Perspective episode. For those of you who do not know, the first Tuesday of every month, I do a process perspective episode. And basically what this is, is it's me giving a recap over last month's guests, maybe some insight into something that I've been dealing, handling, experiencing, whatever throughout the past month. And uh, really just kind of capping off last month and giving some thoughts to start off this month. This month we are kicking it off in April. Okay, so March, we had really a great lineup. And it was actually pretty diverse, if I do say so myself. We had uh, the uh, Burnout Proof episode with Michael Levitt. We had In the Middle of Metal with Johnny Crowder. And then we had Energize Your Voice with Minna Taylor. So... Just getting started off and kind of kicking off some discussion, burnout proof, right? So many of you may know that my passion is pretty much centered around time management. It's centered around what we value in life and how we spend our time according to those values and that whole process leading us to who we want to become, what type of lifestyle we want to live, and our surroundings that we've built for ourselves, attracted for ourselves, uh, and designed. Because ultimately, I do feel we have to have some level of consciousness as we move forward in life in order for us to start reaching a destination, start continuously reach destinations. Because that's the whole deal, right? So we all have this idea in our head of what a dream lifestyle looks like. But the thing is, is there's people out there who have that dream lifestyle and they actually get it. They actually obtain that dream lifestyle. And you know what happens after that? They create a new one or they have already started developing a new version of that lifestyle in their head that they're shooting for now. Because you know what happens if you obtain your dream lifestyle and you stop? We die. I mean, if you really look at the the figures, we can take a look at people who retire and don't continue to work. They actually die faster than people who have a purpose after retirement. People who obtain the heights of wealth are they're not fulfilled. You know, there's people who have obtained everything in the world but didn't think past or or think deep 
you know, whatever it may be, there's gaps to be filled. Well, as human beings, I believe that if we're not growing, we're dying. So all of that to say, I really appreciated my conversation with Michael Levitt because him and I have similar viewpoints on the concept of time management, obviously, with burnout proof being something that you have to have a conscious understanding of yourself in order to help yourself avoid burnout or to see if you're on the path to burnout. Now, Michael works primarily with... Uh, companies and corporations, um, especially in the height of this last year where a lot of people went working remote. So those people who work remote have been found to actually be reaching burnout quicker than people who are in the office only because they feel a need to prove that they're working more. Because this is pretty, it's a pretty new concept for a lot of America. Now there's, have, there's been several industries that you can work remote for, for for several years. I actually just got off of a podcast with a gentleman who we talk a little bit about that and what he has put together in terms of getting yourself set up to work remote. So keep that in mind as we come into the month of April and some of our guests that we're going to have on the show. I'm excited about that one. Uh, well, I'm excited about all of them, but just to tie that one in on what we're talking about now. So burnout proof. Many of you may also know that my own personal story actually involves having gone through some burnout myself as a well i'd like to consider myself a not necessarily a high achiever i feel like i have achieved a lot in life but i wouldn't call myself a high achiever i would call myself somebody who seeks to achieve uh to achieve a lot you know i i'm definitely a growth oriented person i want to make sure that i'm continually growing myself And that's just the mindset that I like to stay in. With that being said, people like me, people like us, I feel like there's probably at least a handful of you guys who are in the same bucket as myself. Well, really, there's probably a majority of you who are in the same bucket as myself, continuing to grow here, or you wouldn't be listening to the the podcast at all, because that's kind of the whole, the whole concept of it. But if, if we're, if we're centered around self-growth, a lot of times we can forget that there's growth in relationships that there's growth in there's growth in stillness you know there's there's growth in reflection it's not always about our physical growth or our our mental growth in terms of like our knowledge or our abilities a lot of times it comes down to simply knowing and understanding ourselves so that we can continue to grow in the correct areas because i do firmly believe that if we spend too much if we spend too much focus on one particular area of our life that's what leads to burnout i spent a lot of my life with a heavy focus on my growth in my career and whether that was my actual nine to five career or something that I was trying to get started on the side, I had basically delivered myself to burnout because I would try to optimize every moment of every day, but I wasn't taking into consideration that there has to be some downtime. Like through the process of trying to optimize how each day is, that does not mean that you are at 100% output 100% of the time. We are machines the way that I view it. And as a machine, every machine needs to be 
turned off from time to time. For instance, we go through our day and we we want to we want to be at 100% the entire day, but I don't think any of us I don't think any of us neglect the idea that you have to sleep at the end of the day. <coughs> Excuse me. Again, allergies. Sorry about that. I don't I don't think any of us neglect the idea that we have to have sleep at the end of the day. So there's definitely logic behind that we have to rest at different times of the day. I believe a lot of companies are, by law, at least here in Texas, required to give you two 10-minute breaks if you're also taking a one-hour lunch break, something along those lines. And it's because it's, it's known you have to have a break to allow yourself to recoup. That's what we have to do. So... The, the topic of burnout was an amazing topic, and he also dropped a little bit of wisdom on some time management tips in terms of using the calendar, color coding, and things like that. I'll let you listen to the episode to kind of catch some of those details, uh, but I genuinely really enjoyed our conversation with Michael Levitt and the topic of burnout. So that's my thoughts on our episode together. I hope you head over and check that one out if you haven't already checked it out yet. So moving on, In the Middle of Metal with Johnny Crowder. This episode is definitely an episode for the books. It is probably one of the most unique episodes that I've recorded on the podcast because there was a, a lot of open up about our, uh, our faith and our spirituality on that episode, uh, our faith in God and Jesus, and getting to know Johnny Crowder's backstory about how he got, how he came to develop his company, his project called Cope Notes. I think it's an amazing, uh, it's an amazing venture. Without diving too deeply into what the episode actually entailed, our conversation was just it was it was really really good. Because there's always something to be said about taking the experiences in your life and using that as your driving factor for what you will do as a career. What people will pay you to do, what people are going to latch on and follow you through. I've talked in previous process perspectives about the power of sharing. And I still believe in that today. But then there's another foundation that comes behind that is what we're sharing. Is it coming from an experience that we've had or are we fabricating what we share? Because that that really does make a big difference in my opinion. What we share and who we want to become needs to be based in and around experience. So if it's not something we have experienced before, it's something that we're stepping into to experience in its fullness today. Okay, so let me let me break that down a little bit and just say that when I say people latch onto, people will follow and people will pay for what you share if it's connected to your experience. The reason behind that is because there's passion that derives from it. I believe that when we share things that we have gone through, when we make a connection between our experiences in life and whether that ends up looking like a solution, whether that ends up looking like a 
just a, a passion project or a lifestyle that we're promoting. I've got a good friend of mine who he he's very much into hunting. Hunting is his big deal, and not just not just game hunting, but fishing. He firmly believes in a lifestyle where you get all of your nutrients from the earth so from the animals that that are provided uh, he talks about he says i'm going grocery shopping that means he's he's going he's going out and he's going hunting um and i believe he also has some uh, some ideas around the gardening aspect of that as well but there's passion that derives from that because he has spent years of his life in that lifestyle and he's grown to have a very unique perspective on it where he's very very respectful of wild game and and of the the art of hunting he actually only hunts with a bow at this level of his uh at this level of uh, of where he's at with his hunting because now he's doing it more for for he's adding in skill in addition to the you know the the nutrients that we're that we're getting from hunting when when we're able to to partake in in getting that animal so you could probably tell just by my terminology that that's not something that i've spent too much time doing i've grown up around it but i've actually told this friend of mine that i want to mentor kind of or i want him to to kind of mentor me in hunting i just i've probably had a million uh opportunities i just never really connected anything to it so he's going to help me out with that, uh, and I'm excited to go through that. And I've connected with him because he has a deep passion around what he does and the lifestyle that he envisions for people to have. And that's just very clean sources of uh, meats and proteins and their food sources, and also being respectful to the lives of the animals that are taken. And then they go from the, the wilderness to the table, and then they can go to our bodies and there's just a lot for me to still learn from him. So just to kind of give you an example, now that's a, that's a that's a very small example. That's within my own inner circle, but there's plenty of people out there. There's plenty of businesses that their big drive all comes from what they've experienced in life. So then you have the flip side of it. Maybe what we're sharing or what we want uh, what we want people to follow us into or what we want to um, what we want to share we we haven't experienced it yet but we're looking to get into that world and get into that realm and experience it so there's nothing wrong with this particular take on it i will say it's probably one of the more difficult takes on trying to get something started so trying to get a following trying to get a business built out of it starting with an experience you've already had is obviously going to be the easiest way but then trying to create something from an experience you haven't had yet but want to dive into there's nothing wrong with that in my personal opinion there's absolutely nothing wrong with that but there is a sense of humility that i feel we have to have when we're walking in that particular direction and what i mean by that is is i feel that if we're going to try to build something based on and based on a lifestyle or based on a brand or based on a vision that we have that we have yet to experience some of it to some extent then we need to be very willing to keep our viewpoints and our perspectives open because there's people out there who have had experiences of what we want to walk into who 
do have brands built around the lifestyle and the vision that we want to see because I firmly believe there's nothing new under the sun. There's somebody out there who's doing it uh, better than we are. So that's kind of the, that's kind of the, the, I don't even want to call it a rabbit hole. That's just really the direction that I, I, I took with mine and Johnny's uh, podcast, at least thinking over it today. If you'd asked me whenever I, after, right immediately after I recorded the podcast, I would have probably gone on to the subject of uh, faith and how it's amazing that two individuals can be connected together from completely different sides of the world, uh, can be joined together by something like our faith in Jesus Christ and our experiences that we've had with that, and not to mention the call on our lives that God places on each and every one of us and how that affects the people around us, how that bleeds into the world and just, it's, I don't know, that in and of itself is a very beautiful uh, it's a very beautiful concept, and it's 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 not just a concept. It's a it's a it's a beautiful truth. But that that's what I was leaning more toward whenever I initially recorded the episode, and when I was telling people about the episode, I was very excited about it. And the process perspective episode that we're recording today is about taking a look at the perspectives from each of these conversations. So I do also like to to pinpoint out different perspectives that maybe weren't so bold in the moment. I think the con- the topic of our faith in that episode was the bold topic of the moment. I don't think anyone missed that particular perspective. So uh, if you haven't, and if you're interested, please go over and check out the episode between myself and Johnny and uh, listen to that. But then you can also take this new perspective of coming from experience, you know, the things that we've lived out in life becoming what it is we create a, a business out of or a following out of because that's a, a great way to operate or also let ourselves ponder on the idea of moving into building a brand or a lifestyle or a following or a business out of something that we want to experience. So that could be, for me, if I wanted to build a, a lifestyle brand or a following around hunting, I would need to be very open about what I share, very open about the journey. That's what I'll, that, that, I think that's, that's my takeaway on the pathway of moving into something that we have yet to fully experience, because I think we all experience the things that we're interested in to some extent within our lives because that's how it eventually gets planted in our brains is something, hey, I'm kind of interested in this. So we do experience maybe a brief window and then that becomes, hey, this is what I want to pursue. I want to build this because this lifestyle intrigues me because it's all based around something we've seen before. But I think one of the keys to that is sharing the journey. People who've gone through the experience already and they've had a lot of uh, knowledge in that area and they've spent some years in that experience, in that lifestyle, in that following, probably being a follower before they decided to build something, then they can speak from a place of experience with some conviction and some boldness behind the things that they say and you know be willing to to chalk up challenges and stuff like that now if we have yet to experience that lifestyle if i'm just coming into it but i want to build a following around it as i go i believe we have to be very open to the journey how that journey is going and i think we live in a beautiful 
time in history where people on social media, people out in the marketplace, so I mean, you know, civilians, consumers, people who who are going day to day, they connect very well with people who share the hardships. Like we don't have to be perfect is what I'm getting at. So no matter what it is we're going after, we don't have to be perfect. We don't have to depict perfection in what we do because really, in all honesty, people who come off as perfect in this day and age, people are catching on that they're most likely full of it. They're most likely hiding something and that there's something that just it it's hard to connect with somebody who's perfect when we all know that ourselves we're not perfect. So some of the most influential people also share their downfalls, their downsides, their their ebbs and flows in life. So I I I, I like to think that what I'm currently doing is a little bit of a mix of both. You know, I've had a lot of experience with self-analysis with learning how to grow and adapt, which I'm sure several of you have. So we could have some amazing conversations and really dive into what's worked for each one of us. So I do have some things, some convictions that I know to be true, and I can speak with boldness on some of the topics that I speak about, but I'm also very open to learning more. So there's a balance. There's a balance. I'm just kind of having a conversation with myself at this point. <laughs> Let's go ahead and move on. That was my takeaway, my perspective with our episode uh, with Johnny Crowder, right? Uh, go check out that episode and let me know what were some of your perspectives from the episode and drop that in the comment on today's teaser for today's episode. Let's move on to Energize Your Voice with Minna Taylor. So this one was very unique because it's a different take on sort of your your public speaking type of a coach or your your public speaking type of uh, self-improvement. So I believe in any realm of what we do, we're going to be speaking. It's just where we're at today. Even if you're an author, at some point you're going to be called to speak publicly about your book. If you decide to write maybe they're maybe they're uh non-fiction books you know I, I think no matter what kind of book you write you're going to end up speaking so you can choose all these other mediums but i think at some point we're going to come across speaking which a lot of people talk about the number one fear is not death it is public speaking and minna does an amazing job at narrowing down to the core that that fear comes from a lack of confidence. So I love that our conversation definitely led toward the thoughts around developing confidence. And the great thing about developing confidence in how we present ourselves is that the answer kind of lies in that sentence. It's how we present ourselves, not how we present a version of, of ourselves that's copied from this guy that we like that's copied from you know whoever it is that we follow on social media or somebody that we think to be a great speaker that's not what we're trying to portray when we get up on stage and we speak we want to show the world what we look like what do we believe what do we think how do we present how do we well i say we 
because I'm connecting with you guys, but I mean, you know, me, how do I do it? How do I come across? How do I think about things? How do I articulate my words? How do I, you know, that that's what it comes down to is how do I, not how am I supposed to so that my audience will connect with me? How am I supposed to so that I come off more articulated or whatever that may be? Because she talks about you don't have to yell to emit confidence. You can actually be confident and just be still and be just kind of calm, collected, we don't have to look like a certain type of person. I think a lot of times we get caught up in the idea that the most confident people are the loudest people. And <laughs> to be honest with you, that is probably furthest from the truth, at least in the beginning. There is something to be said about people who use that loudness technique. And over time, they're able to incorporate themselves into what that actually looks like. Because it's a way of just getting yourself outside of your comfort zone, right? And you just start... You just start getting loud, right? We just, we, just, we just amp up the volume so that we come across a bit more lively and we can attract people that way. At the beginning, it's not going to sound genuine. I don't believe it would take some time for us to really develop who it is, who it is behind the words because we're just using words as a way to portray our confidence and to, to portray our message instead of using everything else that makes up who we are. Right, So our thoughts, our beliefs, our tone, how we present ourselves. So I thought that was a very, very good conversation. And we, we can spend some time to think about what is it unique about us. And we can go ahead and debunk the first, probably, I guess, self-lie that I think a lot of us tend to believe, which is nobody's going to connect with me. Nobody's going to be interested in what I have to say. No one's going to be intrigued by my thoughts or intrigued by my my way of of standing there and presenting. I'd be honest, I got to be honest with you. There's some weird stuff out there. So we can we can start off by saying there's some weird people out there. Weird weird weirdos. Like off the wall weird people. And they have a following. There's weird people out there who have a huge following. And those are the kind of people that you probably sit there and wonder to yourself, wow, how is it that there's so many people out there who enjoy this person or who follow this person? Like they're, they're weird or their thoughts are just ridiculous. I don't see any way that anybody could believe this, et cetera, et cetera. Whatever that looks like. But the the fact of the matter is, is there's over what, I think we're at like eight, almost nine billion people in the whole world. Think of all the different tastes, all the different, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Interests. You're bound to have tens of thousands of people who agree with you. It's just about being confident enough to get up and put yourself in front of those tens of thousands of people. And unless you get very, very lucky, chances are you're not going to have an opportunity to actually get up in front of 10,000 people right off the bat. It's, it's going to start off in very small incremental ways. And the great thing about that, I believe, is that we can, 
we can build ourselves along the way. We can build ourselves along the journey and we can really find out who we are, what we stand for and how we present ourselves. I had no idea that people enjoyed listening to me talk. And to be honest, it probably helps take away from the fact that sometimes I'm just sitting here talking to myself. I'm having a conversation on these process perspective episodes. It's really just me going over a perspective in my mind while I know that somebody's going to listen to this conversation of me talking to myself at some point. And if I didn't have uh, the voice that I've been told that I have, then maybe there wouldn't be a lot of people who who stuck around and listened to, to that particular perspective. But I had no idea. I actually used to hate the way that my voice sounded on recordings. I used to record me and my friends or we'd do little little videos or whatever and I actually hated to hear myself talk I thought that it was the ugh, I, I didn't like the way that I sounded and then to find out I've had almost every guest on my show compliment me in some way about my voice and that I it's very suiting for podcasts so I have a different level of confidence about that because it's been edified by others not to say that you're not to say that you're um your key attribute needs to be edified by others but it definitely helps but i'll say that the only way to get edification is to put yourself out there people will people will edify the things that come across naturally now if i had gotten on the podcast and tried to tried to fake a certain voice like i can't do a very good morgan freeman voice but if i if i I came on the show and tried to talk to you like a real deep late night show host and just kept myself talking like this and meetings on the process perspective episode and it it just would sound (laughs) it sounds fabricated right it sounds very fabricated or you know if I tried to go with something uh, a little more high pitch and I don't even know how to do it especially with my allergies i don't even know how that would even sound like like like, hey guys and welcome to peace with the process i'm your host blake gann and i'm excited to have you all on the show today and i can't wait to explain to you what it is that i've thought about this last month now can you believe that we've had three amazing guests on the show so that's like that would be me depicting how like that would be me fabricating that's not how i talk that's not who I am. And I can almost guarantee it would have an impact in two different ways. So I think there's a lot to be said about coming across confidently, but then what's the ultimate goal, right? Not the ultimate goal. What's a goal? A goal of presenting your thoughts and ideas and uh, perspective to the world is that you find people who share those thoughts, ideas, and perspectives, or who are challenged by those thoughts, ideas, and perspectives, that you can just have some good conversation. You can create community around this. You can share what you believe with other people and hopefully find like-minded people uh, along the way that you can gain from and that they can gain from you, that you provide value into this world, and that you can also receive value from those same people. I believe that some of the best some of the best business men and women, some of the best brands that are out there and, and some of the best people with large followings understand that it's not just about the value that you provide, but also understanding that we can receive so much value from 
the people who who follow us and the people who who are in this ride with us as well so all of that to say that if your goal is to create a community find like-minded individuals that you don't try to fit to the crowd because we may find out that the crowd we thought we wanted to be surrounded with the community that we thought we wanted to build and be a part of actually isn't it's not us so one you can actually end up stunting your intended community so not getting everyone that you wanted to or potentially getting a whole bunch of people that you didn't intend to get and again that may be okay but then you have the other flip side is is okay let's say that you actually did fabricate your approach wouldn't it be pretty drastic of a change for us to make and to keep up with for such a long time i don't think i could keep up with something fabricated for that long because you're thinking you're building a following you're building a brand it's not going to last long if it's fabricated parts of ourselves are going to start to pour out that we can't hold in and then people are going to realize well no this isn't actually the type of individual that i connect with i thought i did at the beginning but now i really don't so i know you guys know this there's no point in fabricating who we are we again we live in a society where uh, fabricating who we are is very much frowned upon but i think it's not about the it's not about oh is our entire story fabricated is it our is it just our voice that's fabricated is it just our slight perspective that's fabricated is there anything about us at all that is fabricated with the intent of gaining followers dollars or building a community because if that's the case it cannot be maintained in my opinion so that's why i think that my conversation with minna taylor was such a good one because the basis around everything she does is about helping you be confident with who you are and share that with the world so that was again a deep dive again guys on these process perspectives i'm literally going over in my mind a perspective that i had about the episode and i'm mulling it over I'm, I'm I'm really I'm mulling it over. I would love to hear what your perspective was. What was your take on any of the three episodes that we had from the month of March? And drop that in the comment of today's teaser episode that I posted on Facebook. Now, throughout this podcast, as well as a few others, you've heard me mention my passion for figuring out as much about ourselves as possible so that we can utilize the main resource that we have access to to continue our growth and that is ourselves and i do this by a uh, it's a self-analysis process starts off with understanding what it is we value so that we can take those values and use them as guidelines we adjust them as we go throughout our life because our values are going to change a little bit there's some things that are just grounded but we're going to use those as guidelines to make good choices and set up good habits and goals for our life to make sure that we're heading toward that dream lifestyle that we all have. I like to call it the um, the movie montage moment, right? Like we have this vision in our heads of what a um, of what an ideal day looks like. And we're just going through that day, boom, 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 knocking out activity after activity. We've got energy, we've got enthusiasm, 
and the day and the week just goes by beautifully. Well, there's a lot of behind the scenes that go on to that little movie montage, and that's what I thoroughly enjoy. I find so much joy out of the behind the scenes action with all of that. And I've got a lot. Of, I've got. I've gained a lot of joy from setting up those systems. The great thing about that is, is that hey, I enjoy setting up the systems so that they're already ready for you to start plugging in you into those uh, analysis systems, so that you can start getting the feedback that you need about yourself. What are some areas that uh, may need to have more focus on, so that you can have a higher level of peace from day to day, a higher level of energy, higher level of enthusiasm so that you can get one step closer to that movie montage moment in your head so that when you wake up in the morning, and I'm talking about every day, when you wake up in the morning, excuse me, when you wake up in the morning, you just, you wake up, you jump out of bed, you're enthusiastic, or maybe your vision is that you don't jump out of bed. Maybe your vision is that you wake up and you roll over to your spouse and you, and you just kind of sit there and you just lay together for 30 minutes or so and just just hang out before you finally roll out of bed and then you go downstairs and you get a cup of coffee. Whatever this movie montage moment looks like in your head, maybe you're hopping up and you're running through the day, you, you're getting, you're being interactive with your kids, you know, you're able to do at least one activity with them a day when you go to work or you start your work and, and you're just knocking things out of the park. You're having awesome conversations. You're presenting amazing ideas and topics, whatever it is that you do on a daily basis, you just envision yourself knocking it out of the park, right? And it's things that you're probably not even doing yet. So there's always something that we can strive for. There's systems that we can put into place to actually get ourselves closer to that moment than we've ever been. And for me, I've actually got my morning routine is just about exactly what I envisioned for my movie montage moment. I wake up, I let out the dog real quick, get some water into my system, and I do some exercise. After some exercise, I sit down and I spend some time in prayer. After prayer, I get up and I start getting ready for the day. Then I head out the door and go to the coffee shop. I always envisioned my movie montage moment that I would do a few things around the house, kind of boom, get some exercise in, boom, be sitting down and doing some prayer, some meditation, and then boom, I'm at a coffee shop and I'm knocking things out at the coffee shop. I'm having my coffee, sipping it. People, I know, uh, I know people's names at the shop. They know my name. You know, I'm, I'm drinking coffee and I'm getting work done. You know, I'm, I'm dressed nice. And then I leave the coffee shop. I'm having good smiles and goodbyes to everyone because we, we had a little bit of, uh, you know, camaraderie conversation before we walked out of the door. And then I go back home and I'm able to come to my home office and just start work and just start knocking things out and just have this level of energy throughout my day. I can tell you right now, that is my morning routine. That is exactly what I do every morning. I go to the coffee shop. It's called the Texan. And I go in there and I, I know the people's names there. They all know my name. They all expect me to be there at a particular time every single day because I've made it part of my day every day. And when I talk about the energy that I have on a daily basis, if it's an average day, if something external doesn't come in and, and kind of shake up the day, I'm able to keep an energy level on a scale of one to five. Now I'm talking about five being like there's like you, you would jump up and run a marathon. That's a number five. I don't ever really believe that I'll be, I'll hit a, a number five. It's just there for a measurement tool. I may, I may get a number five and it's probably be because I had like a, a super caffeinated, uh, coffee and maybe a Red Bull right after it. Like that might get me at a number five, right? Really a number three, 
3.25. That's my sweet zone. That's the amount of energy I need throughout my day. And occasionally I'll have a two here and there. But for the most part, for the most part, my energy levels are great throughout the entire day. Now, I know many of you are probably saying, yeah, Blake, but uh, you don't have kids. I'm about to be, uh, well, I'm, I'm a father in the making right now. The, uh, the, the bun is in the oven, and it's expected to be released June 1st, so I'm going to have some first-hand experience on that, and I can't wait to speak on that experience. I've been uh, preparing my systems, my process, so that whenever this, whenever my son gets here, that I've got a good foundation so that I can make sure that I still show up energized for my son. That even when the unexpected happens, even when things just seem like they're getting really rough, that I've got ways to fall back on, to, to keep myself lifted up and to keep myself going. But again, I'll keep you on the journey. That's kind of like one of those lifestyle things that I have not had experience in it. I do understand that there's going to be some curveballs I'm going to get that I'm just not going to be able to handle. But I want to share with you the journey and the process through that, how somebody who has an amazing uh, morning routine process. I've got a good nighttime routine as well. Um, even afternoon routine. I, I, I get the right, I get the right food in my system. I get a, I get a good little power nap in to restart my brain. And then I get some reading done. Like I've got systems set up to my day so that I have a really great day every day. And I'm making small adjustments every single day so that every day is a little bit better than the next. And it, it really is. I can confidently say that I want you to have that as well. If you want that for yourself, all you have to do is head over to peacewiththeprocess.com and click on create your peace. And there I kind of go into some description about the five different phases of where to start and where the journey starts to take off from there on how to create uh, our peace with the process. So I do hope that I can be a tool and a resource for you in any way possible. Even if it's just to answer a few questions, please feel free to reach out to me on peacewiththeprocess.com in the contact field, or you can even reach out to me directly at some of my social medias. Uh, you can head over to Instagram or Facebook. You can follow my personal account, Blake Gann, or you can follow my uh, professional account, uh, Peace With The Process. So guys, I am genuinely, genuinely thankful for everyone who sticks with me on these episodes, who hangs out with me. Um, I've got some great things in the pipeline. This year is going to be a really great year. I'm excited. Uh, I'm bringing a lot of content to you guys. I'm working on bringing more value to you. Now, realize that I said earlier, some of the best brands, people with followings and businesses that exist do also understand that there's a lot of value to be received from their followings, uh, from their customers, from their communities. So please, if you would like to contribute some of your value to me, I would love to receive it, one. And two, we have a community. You can head over to the Peace With The Process Facebook group. There we've got a small community that we are slowly building as we do uh, throughout the day. I will say that there's a lot of people out there who enjoy... Um, receiving value but there's less people who actually enjoy receiving value and giving value at the same time we have to give more than we get 
in this world. I firmly believe. So if you're one of those people who also believe in that concept of giving more than we are receiving and you want to be part of a community that believes the same, head over to Peace with the Process Facebook group and sign up to hop in on that group. It is a sign up deal. I do ask that you answer the questions on that group in order to be admitted in. Otherwise, that kind of defeats the purpose of showing up with the intent to uh, give some value as well as receive some value as well. So I hope to see plenty of you over there. And I want to thank you again for hopping on another episode of Peace with the Process. If you would like the tools, resources, um, gifts, promos, everything we discussed on today's episode and more, head over to peacewiththeprocess.com and click on the Insider's Access email subscription. You can have the details, its links to today's episode, whether you listen to uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I put that on the links in there. I also dropped the little teaser image in there and a little description on today's episode, as well as some uh, links to whatever we may have discussed on the, on the show. If we have a guest on the show, it's all their links and all the things that you can do to uh, get tools and resources from them. And sometimes we throw out some gifts, promos, and opportunities to win things. You can have all of that emailed directly to you, again, by going over to peacewiththeprocess.com, scrolling down to the bottom, and clicking on the Insider's Access emails. Thank you guys so much for being dedicated listeners of Peace With The Process podcast. I'll see you next time.